0: This is episode 44 of the Rising Man podcast with Matthew Cook. What's your body telling you? All right, all right, all right, Rising Man community. What up? It's your boy, Jetty Azuma here, the host and creator of this show gearing up for thanksgiving we're just about a week away getting into the mood of gratitude what are you really 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 truly grateful for in your life just take a pause right now just think for a moment what are the things that you're grateful for maybe things that you don't often take a pause to take time out of your day to remind yourself how grateful you are for just the clean water that you get to drink the healthy food that you get to put in your body health that you have, the health of your family, the simple things. What are you really grateful for right now? One of the most incredible things that my partner Carrie and I do, and we've done ever since, I mean, almost ever since we got together and met, is having a gratitude practice at the end of each day. And not just gratitude for all different types of things, but we specifically exchange gratitudes that we have for each other. And it's a really powerful practice. I invite you guys out there who have partners to share some gratitude because a lot of times we get caught up in the day-to-day and it's easy to forget to acknowledge each other to acknowledge even the seemingly small and insignificant things but the specific things it means so much more when we take notice of the little things that our partners are doing and when we get acknowledged for the little things that we're doing so gratitude practice in the spirit of thanksgiving give it a shot All right, an announcement for you guys. The second Elements Initiation Weekend is coming up. End of January 2019 here in California. The first Elements experience was so epic. So many breakthroughs, so many bonding moments. There's no way to describe what's waiting for you in Elements other than to say you begin to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And that's what's really going to serve you back in your life. You begin to learn that the learning happens in the discomfort all the learning is out on the edge beyond the threshold of comfort and in the elements experience we really take you there so head over to rise.jdzuman.com elements to get signed up for this next retreat we have coming up in January it's going to be incredible I'm looking forward to meeting all the new men who are going to jump on board and be a part of this movement all right let me introduce my guest for today Matt Cook Is a high performance coach and neuroscience based movement teacher. He uses coaching and movement to unleash high performance in his clients. He helps burnt out tech entrepreneurs streamline their bodies and relationships to match their business. He is the founder of the Supreme Performance Academy, Creative Warrior Movement, and Your Body Blueprint. And he's just an all around great dude from down in San Diego area. In this episode, We discussed why men put off our happiness in exchange for the hustle and the grind. Why that's such a common thing nowadays. We spoke about the consequences of living in a culture of isolation and how community is the key to growth and breaking through the obstacles and the barriers in our lives. We spoke about Matt's specialty, the burnout. He shared some of his own experiences with burnout, but specifically speaking about this phenomena that's happening, the modern day problems of the entrepreneur and how to recover from it or prevent it from happening in the first place. Really, really important topic for all of you young entrepreneurs out there. We talked about the power of taking ownership for our actions, every single action, everything that we do, taking ownership for it, renegotiating agreements, and doing the uncomfortable things in life in order to get ahead and stay in integrity we talked about how to create flow states and inspire creativity in our lives through movement practices what he calls body-based breakthroughs body-based breakthroughs that's awesome i love that alliteration (laughs) and we also spoke about tapping into wisdom of the body to inform our creative endeavors where we are all looking for acknowledgement starting in our bodies and so much more in this episode really enjoyed this conversation with matt but i'll let you guys enjoy it for yourselves without further ado matt cook all right risers i've got a very special guest today with me on the rising man podcast today We've got the one and only Matthew Cook coming live from Encinitas, right?
1: Encinitas, California, yes, sir.
0: Encinitas, California, man. What's the most exciting thing that's happened to you in the last 24 hours? Woo!
1: Love that question. I just got off a phone call with a woman that just incredibly inspiring her story, feeling unsafe, and just so sort of doing simple practices around that and teaching her some cool embodiment practices around safety. It was really fun. Mm. Yeah. And a potential joint venture in the mix as well. I love collaboration. So those have been the most exciting thing and dropping. Oh my gosh, is it okay? I'm just dropping all these things and Do it, dropping yeah. my incredibly freaking gorgeous wife off at the airport to head to Boston for a couple days. She's, she's uh, doing a two day VIP intensive with one of her clients. So I'm like the bachelor pad of my, my little pup, Sophie. So we're just chilling. <laughs>
0: Right on, my man. That's awesome. I've actually never done this before. I've never had just a straight up, like what's what's been going on for you the last 24-hour check-in. That was just the inspiration that came through. So let me actually do this. I'll tell you where I've been the last 24 hours. Yesterday morning, I woke up and I was feeling, it was three o'clock in the morning. I wrote a Facebook post about this and I was just feeling anxious, and fearful, and like, what the hell am I doing? How is everything in my life gonna work out? How's this all gonna unfold? And over the course of the next 24 hours, I was able to get a tremendous amount of support from the men in my life, men on my men's team, some of my brothers from across the country, and just reflecting on the value and the importance of having a circle of men, having having men who support me, and, and also seeing that I'm not the only man who wakes up anxious and afraid that of what's to come sometimes. <laughs> oh no. No, absolutely
1: not. <laughs> Mine's usually induced by coffee, but I I too <laughs> get anxiety. Absolutely, man. I think so many of us do. And you're right, man. Dude, I have a regularly scheduled date night with one of my good guy friends, and every single Monday we just chill. Like we just we get together and we just be men together, and it's so good to just be in uh, mm. communion with other. Men, so.
0: <laughs> yes, man. Yes, there's there's something about that space that we can hold for each other as men, the, the the journey that we can relate to within one another. And I'm always, I've had that circle, a team of men, ever like ever since I was in college. So I I'm beginning to recognize how special that is and how unique that is. Still, that there's still a lot of men out there who are flying solo who don't have a space to have these depth of conversations.
1: You know, what's so funny? That's like so much of my work is I work with. I call them conscious driven solopreneurs but but really you could just say the lone wolves like Uh men that that are really, and I work with women too. Absolutely. In fact, I love my work with women, but with men, it's so powerful to see that shift towards community because it's kind of this, like I have to build my kingdom before I can bring my queen in. And that, that like whole mentality is like, I got to hustle and grind my face off. I'm sure a lot of your guys listening are potentially in that place where it's like, I have to make my one to 2 million and then I can, you know, and it's, it's this, it's this incessant kicking happiness, like punting Happiness off into the future, mm-hmm. all the time with men, and it's so—it's such a fascinating thing to watch. So,
0: yeah, yeah, and just to riff off that, just a little more, man. You know, I'm always looking for what's the next next stage of evolution for us as humans. And right now, the the personal development world is just blowing up, right? Everybody is fascinated by this concept of working on ourselves, and it's becoming more—I guess—mainstream would be the word that comes to mind. Yeah. And so. I'm actually, th- I've actually looked at that and said, well, personal development, that's still a very solo journey, right? The solopreneur. So I'm actually looking more into collective development. Mm-hmm. How can we collectively develop ourselves? And I think that's the next stage of our evolution and having spaces where we can bounce ideas off each other and support and be supported by one another is really the next stage of our evolution.
1: Right. Well, and I feel like I'm probably just resonating off of the same thing that I've heard from so many other people. But like, what is it like? We've only had suburbs and like houses, you know, like by ourselves in the last like 45, 50, I don't know, hundred plus years. And before that it was all communal. So yes. I, know right. It was like, you would absolutely always lean on other people when you were having like panic attacks and like anxious breakdowns. but all those things are, are more even precipitated because of our isolated nature right? Like be not able to exercise those demons and those, uh, those energetic experiences in community and it feels so unsafe to do so. So, uh, we end up just being isolated and having crazy experiences.
0: (laughs) Yeah, man, I, I completely resonate with that. And that's, that's a huge part of my message is how can we, how can we be in this more together? How can we go from me to we? And, uh, so yeah, yeah, man. let's let that be the tone setter for this conversation. I, I really like that. Let me ask you a few, a few more questions before we jump into it. Because for those of you who don't know Matthew, if you haven't followed him yet or you're not currently in his portal, in his atmosphere, he is all about supreme performance. And I'll let him explain a lot of the different ways that he gets into that. But I think that's such an important topic yeah. for us to be discussing as men. Especially this masculine energy, this this flame, this eternal flame that needs to be nurtured and needs to be cared for. Uh, especially for you know guys in their twenties and thirties, that sort that well of energy seems still seems pretty infinite. And as time goes on, it gets harder to keep that up, right?
1: Yes, sir. Yeah, I mean, another way to say it would just be sustainable, high performance. That's why I call it supreme performance. That's just fun marketing. But, but really, it's about how are we creating high, per, a high performance lifestyle that isn't so high performance to where you're, you know, sleeping two hours a night, and you're like chugging caffeine and coffee and like sugar bars and like, you know, whatever the hell it is. So that's, that's what I would say. I say I help people build and, and really master their physical energy and their time so that they can create and contribute more with ease. Because that's all we're wanting to do, especially if, if we're young men that are wanting to be of service in any way to our community, to our world. I think it's so vitally important that we're able to do it in a sustainable way because, well, I guess it, going to my story, actually, interestingly enough, I burnt out. I was working for a tech startup here in San Diego. I physically burnt out at 24 years old, had like full on like adrenal fatigue, like just absolute like we were crushing it. I was working like, I don't know, 40, anywhere from 40 to like 70 hour work weeks. And it wasn't even because the company told us we had to, but because there was such a drive and such a pressure to like do so much. And I think so much of it coming from the inside performance, like feeling like I had to perform at such a level. I physically burnt out. I remember it was a Monday morning and we had this thing. It was like, thank God it's Monday. And uh, because it was all about like getting excited about working. And I remember I was like, thank God it's Monday. And I turned like in bed to try to get up and I, my body just like literally physically gave out. It was the craziest experience. And I remember feeling like a little dizzy over the weekend. And yeah, it's just like literally burnt out at, at 24 years old, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. I got everything just like And so I think the biggest thing that I get to do today is help people recover themselves, recover their rhythms and their cycles that they run in, even as men. Like we all know women have a period, like they have a menstruation cycle. So they have a very obvious uh, cycle that they run through every 28 days. But even for men, we have hormonal changes and neurotransmitters and like all the different chemicals and shifts that are happening in our bodies throughout a given period. And for every man, it's different. But that's something to be aware of. It's like, what are your rhythms and cycles? And I think so much for the masculine at times, it's this this drive, drive, drive. And so for me, it's about how do we create sustainable practices to just like build a life that just fucking rocks on every single, sorry, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear, on every single level. So for me, it's about productivity and fulfillment, right? It's like, right I want to have it all. And I don't want to have to give up anything to have it all.
0: Nice. Well, let's, let's imagine that, The guys who are listening to this podcast are either at that state. They've been there to that adrenal, complete exhaustion, burnt out phase before, or they're approaching it, or at least they want to make sure that they avoid it if they can, since it's impending, right? So what are some of the first steps you would say to to look out for, to start raising our awareness? Since you said it is so unique, it's so individual.
1: Yeah, absolutely. This is the biggest thing is, and this is the very first assignment I give all my clients is I call it an agreements worksheet. I have them take a look at their agreements that they're making. Commitments is a very masculine word and commitment is like, I committed to it, so I'm gonna do it. And it's this very like concrete level, which again, is awesome lots of times actually but when it comes to our actual physical well-being the body it's funny the mind is masculine the body is feminine in terms of energetics i don't know how deep you go into that stuff in this podcast with your with your jetty but like but the body has rhythms and cycles and and it's so vitally important to be looking at what are our agreements versus our commitments again commitments are like it's it's set in stone forever Agreements are more fluid. Agreements are more, um, I agree with you, Jetty, that we will meet at this time and we will have this podcast interview and that's an agreement. Now, we have a couple different choices. We can keep that agreement. We can break that agreement, obviously, or we can renegotiate that agreement. Mm -hmm. which is something that I think for men we're sometimes really averse to and we're really like scared of this idea of, of renegotiating our agreements with people. But really that is actually what is the most in integrity because a lot of times we'll just break agreements because it's, there's some weird thing about pride that we have around, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, well, instead we'll just deny it and just like shove it under the, under the radar. So I would say for, for most men, it's to really take an inventory of what are the agreements that you're making in your life? What are the things that you are saying you're a yes to that you're actually not a yes to? What are all the projects you're involved in? What are the family activities? What are all the hobbies, the work uh, assignments that you've been like doing or, again, not doing that you just need to like really come to terms with, like really come to full acceptance of because our results are a combination of our conscious and unconscious mind. And so if we're saying we're going to do something and we're not doing it, there's something going on in the unconscious. And, and I think that there's just, there's so much wisdom in the unconscious that we constantly are pushing away. And I think the, the, greatest thing we can do for ourselves our bodies our relationships our overall health and well-being and happiness is to start to respect our unconscious a little bit more and start to ask the questions like okay so why why am i not doing this thing that i that i like quote unquote committed to or agreed to up front like there is something, there's something there for me so i think for a lot of men that burn out it's it's that actual resistance that their body is having day in day out to the activities and the decisions that they have agreed on up front to to quote mm-hmm. perform or do with other people.
0: Okay, cool, man. I, let's let's talk about it, commitments and agreements real quick. Because to me, I think the most powerful thing in what you said is just that there is a different option. It's not all or nothing. It's not hold the commitment. Or, or break the commitment. It's, it's, there's renegotiating the commitment. And so personally, I don't make a distinction between commitments and agreements. I just think that there's those three options that you said. And at some point, it just comes down to semantics. But I like what you're doing is you're introducing another, we call it one of the most powerful leadership tools is to be able to renegotiate a commitment and to say, so my circumstances have changed. Something has come up. Can we do this at a different time and offering a solution instead of avoiding it and creating a bigger problem? Because as soon as I don't show up for an interview with you, you, what do you start to think? You're like, oh, man, Jetty's kind of a flake. I wonder, you know, I wonder if I can actually count on him. Can he be trusted? Did something happen to him? And it, it creates more confusion and more lack of clarity. So simple, simple and clear is always the best way, right? Simple and clear. Amen. I love that. Yeah. I think what it does is
1: it ends up create, it's so funny. It's like the thing that we're the most afraid of creating is usually what we end up creating. So you're totally right. It's like, oh shit, he's going to think I'm a flake. Ah, I can't like own up to that. And then it ends up creating where the person thinks you're a flake. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like to just like absolutely fall on the sword is, is, And again, that's not to just like do that all over the place and think that that's okay either. But like in those moments where it's absolutely unavoidable and you need to renegotiate that agreement to actually just go ahead and, and, and I think that that's the most manly thing that we can do, the most masculine.
0: Yeah. It it demonstrates humility. I think that's another route to this is that we're afraid to be vulnerable in our experience and to humble ourselves because of some need or perceived belief that we have to be seen as up here. Otherwise, we're not worthy of trust. We're not worthy of, of earning a leadership position that people won't follow us, et cetera, et cetera. But from what I've learned, it's actually the opposite is vulnerability and humility is one of the most attractive and enrolling leadership qualities that people can have.
1: Amen, man. Yeah. And I think especially yeah. when there's like power dynamics at play and things like that, it's like it's it's always a fine line. But I think like you said, coming up with solutions to be solution oriented is the greatest thing that we can do in those situations so that it's like, hey, listen, I'm still really clear. I'm the leader in the situation if that's the power if that's the dynamic. But it's like, and this wasn't able to work. So here's a different solution I'd love for us to look at. Are you are you open to that? Would you mind that different solution? Yeah other than just like, oh, just don't work out, sorry, or like, my bad, or I'm a big idiot, or I'm guilty. I think sometimes that was something that I grew up with was um, I wanted to like, I thought if I made myself feel bad enough, if I shamed and guilted and just like, just sloshed on the shame, um, that you would pity me, that you would Mm -hmm. feel bad enough that you'd be like, oh, I better not even like... Have him worry about the responsibility. I'll just handle that because he's obviously going through enough, as it is,
0: right. Yeah, <laughs> he's beating himself up bad enough. He doesn't yeah, need yeah. me to lay it on. Yeah,
1: yeah. So it was like this unconscious avoidance of taking responsibility. Was like, oh, hopefully somebody else will just save me or rescue me, and then and I'll just shame myself until that happens. Right. Until some oh yeah takes the responsibility from me. So
0: yeah, um, and that's and that's interesting. You know, my, my pattern was I was trying to pitch a perfect game all the time. I was trying to get I was trying to own all my commitments and when I couldn't own a commitment I would disappear so that it still seemed like I was pitching a perfect game over here on this side of the room and then I got really good at being charming and making sure that everybody in the room liked me that everybody saw me as the nice guy, the warm guy with the big smile and it's a very it's a very easy strategy to lean on for approval, for acceptance, to belong in a space and I've had to unlearn a lot of those behaviors. It's had, it's had consequences where it's been difficult for me to learn how to be confrontational, how to accept consequences and repercussions for my actions. So all of these survival mechanisms we develop have great consequences when we become adults in the real world because it's, it's less forgiving out there in the big world.
1: Yeah, amen. Actually, as you were saying that, a book came to me. I don't know if you've ever talked about it on the podcast. No More Mr. Nice Guy by Dr. Rob <sighs>
0: I've heard of that. I don't think we've talked about it on the podcast.
1: Such a good book he talks all about everything we we've just been describing for the last 10 minutes. It's such a good book. No more Mr. Nice Guy if you're if your dudes are interested in it's and it's not about being a feminist hating like bashing machismo. It's actually the opposite. It's it's about just like you were talking about on the Facebook live that we just did earlier about the feminized culture and and just reclaiming masculinity but from a standpoint of like we talked about humility, making agreements, making direct requests, like really taking back Uh, your power. And it's actually, it's great literature for men or women, really. But they just for marketing, I think they put it as like, you know, it's no more Mr. Nice Guy. And it's it's from a a therapist who worked with for 30 years has been working with nice guys, as he calls them. So Uh fall into the nice guy category, you might want to just Amazon it, I think it's like 10 bucks. And I give it to almost all of my male clients when we first start working together, if they fall into that category, because it's just such a powerhouse book. So
0: yeah, and now, now that you say more about it, I remember that I, I saw a live that he did in a Facebook group that I was a part of one time, and it's just a it's a really it's a really important message for us to to adopt and to to be able to stand to have dignity. You know, you, you can have a spine as a man without being an asshole. It's not it's not one or the other. That we we tend to live in this polar existence. You don't have to be the nice guy or the dickhead. You can be in the middle. You could still establish your dignity without having to impose it on other people.
1: Amen. Amen. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Awesome, man. Let's, let's get back to something you said earlier because you, 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 you glazed right over it, but it's actually something I'd like to hear from you about. And you, you made a distinction. You said the the mind is masculine and the body is feminine. Uh And I always ask men when they come on the show. Because for some reason, we've assigned gender to these two terms. We say that men are masculine and women are feminine, or meant to be masculine and feminine. So what to you, what is the difference between masculine and feminine? And anything else you'd say about how that pertains to the mind-body connection?
1: That's so good. So I would say that there are two different energies. There are two different energetics that the entire universe is made up of. The, the universe is made up of two things, energy and structure. And really, the masculine energetic... And I think that that's where we do get mixed up as we start to associate them to a specific sex. But really just the idea that in the universe there is structure and there is, and there is energy housed within and around that structure. And, and, and a, a great way of thinking about it is, is kind of like the banks of the river. It's like as the river is flowing down, it's able to continue to flow and even be powerful because there are banks to that river that hold it on either side. Otherwise, if there aren't banks, then then the water just Falls off to the sides and it just dissipates because there isn't anything containing it. Mm-hmm. The masculine and the feminine are just simply words that we use <laughs> that basically talk about that duality that's alive and well in the universe. That that there are two yin and yang aspects of what it means to be a human, and so the mind is uh, is logical, it's linear, and it's goal oriented. It's it's uh, it's sharp it's crisp it like it has clearly defined edges and its structure right and its and its stability the body is completely nonsensical like (laughs) like the anatomy like the gross anatomy and the skeletal system and all those things are absolutely and you could talk at great length about a jetty are absolutely masculine in a sense but they're but they're also it's the um it's so funny because this is a masculine thing to try to talk about. This the body is is ephemeral. Like it's also it it, it holds and stores memories and energy and and a power way beyond what the mind can even do. Mm. And 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 really, it's it's beyond time and space. And that's what's beautiful because even time is. This is our getting super esoteric. It's fun. <laughs> time is a construct of the mind. And, and mm-hmm. body lives outside of, of time and space. So when we talk about going back and, and healing childhood wounds and things like that, and even in yoga, we call them samskaras, which is these emotional traumas that our bodies hold. It's very real. It's, very, it's, it's a very real thing that our body lives outside of time and space. So when we go back and we heal that memory, that begins to bring the body into greater healing, into greater alignment. In fact, there's a name for it, it's called reorganizational healing, mm. the, the the nervous system and that the body, when given the right circumstances and the right environment and the right watering and the right sunlight, you know, that type of thing, like it will heal itself. Like it's meant to be self-correcting, to be self-healing. I don't know how, if that at all answered your question, it's just mo- mostly <laughs> mentally masturbating, but uh, I
0: love I love that <laughs> The reason I like asking that, that question is because number one, I think it's good to give different meaning and different possibilities to these two words. Yeah. Because so often we look at something and we label it masculine, we label it feminine. And unconsciously, I think a lot of us attribute A gender or or sex to that, like you're saying. So if we see a feminine expression in a man, we think, oh, he must be gay, or oh, he must be soft or weak. And so it's a lot a lot of those cultural beliefs. So and and we talk about that a lot. So we don't have to go down that portal. And yet, I also like to ask this question because it gives uh, different possibilities to this balance of two energies. You know, uh, a guest I had on the show recently, a guy named Michael Holtz with Alpha Tribe. He talks instead of using masculine feminine, they talk about alpha and omega. And we could call it fire and water. We could call it, you know, red and blue. Whatever we want to call it, they're just words that describe a series of qualities and characteristics that as humans we all possess. And I think that's really the most important message to drive home and the different possibilities that emerge from the combination of these two energies, the fusion and the blending of them is really cool. So I'd never heard somebody make a distinction about the mind being masculine and the body being feminine, but that's pretty cool to play around with and to investigate.
1: Absolutely, Yeah. And I think it's this ever evolving relationship in which they're both forever interconnected and forever separate. And it's this maddening thing that we do that we call life you know (laughs) and like and we we just sit through this this paradox our entire lives is that like our minds are forever in a sense separate from our bodies and at the same time they're inseparable absolutely inseparable and in -hmm. fact we talk about a lot in my work I have a course coming up called your body blueprint where we talk a little bit more about the subtle energetic emotional aspects of the body is that the the body is an unconscious representation of our consciousness right it's like um, in fact I just had a quote there that is so good it was like the way that you I'm gonna butcher it but it's like the way that you move indicates the way that you think and the way that you think indicates the way that you move, essentially. It's kind of like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: sure. they're one and the same. Um, so as, we, as yeah. we open up the mind, we open up the body. And as we open up the body, we open up the mind.
0: Right on, man. Yeah, and as, as a martial artist and even dancers, people who really play around with the fluidity of movement would really relate to that. You know, you, we, we often say in, in martial arts, and Capoeira as the martial art I practice, that you can see how someone lives their life by the way they practice their art form. You could see how their life is. If they move really quickly and kind of hectic and frantic, you have a conversation with them after class and you know right away, oh wow, this person is all over yeah. the place. You know, very rarely, I mean, actually never have I ever seen two polar opposites between the way somebody moves and the way that they show up in their it's life. So it's so funny to say that great. I've
1: been working on my endurance recently. I'm incredibly explosive. I'm an explosive athlete. Like I'm a jumper, I can leap. I can do, like, my power output is through the roof in, like, an instant, but then after that, it's like, I'm just totally shot, and that's how most of my life is. I'm such a sprinter, and so I've been working on my marathon running, because, not not literally marathon running, but just, like, my endurance um, when I'm in the gym, because for that exact reason, it's like, I am so prone to, like, blowing out knees and, like, just going all out and burning out uh, as a power athlete. I was a I was a... I was—I was, was going to say a star baseball player, but I was like, I was like an elite baseball player for a really long time, and that—and that's a game of of explosive bursts of speed, you know, from the pitch to the swing to the running, like all of it, and then it's a whole bunch of sitting around and like everybody like huffing and puffing and recouping, you know. So it's cool. It's a cool dynamic to to really explore. It's like you just said, it's like how you practice is how you live, and how you live, is how you practice.
0: Yeah, man. And this is one of the reasons that I like to bring guys out into nature. Because you know they say well, how you do one thing is how you do everything, and so as soon as you bring somebody out into the wilderness, and I, th- I think of the wilderness as just a metaphor for the uncertainty and chaos of life that's inevitable. So whether it's the wilderness or it's a new, uh, a new dance, let's say it's a hip hop dance class that you're and you're not a hip hop dancer, it's gonna it, you're gonna learn something about yourself. It, the, the art form, the medium, is gonna reflect back to you how you show up in your life, and I think that this. You tell me, but it sounds like it relates to the work that you're doing with the body blueprint. Absolutely. Is understanding your blueprint more because all we can really see is the flesh on the outside. It's, it's lights out on the inside of the body. And that's, going back to my physical therapy days, I used to say, you, you gotta get to know, you gotta poke around in the dark a little bit to understand those deep recesses within your body. And if you don't have a relationship with it, then you're not working alongside it's so it.
1: good, yeah, I mean, there's even a word for that, I'm sure you obviously remember from PT school called proprioception, or, or another word that I love even more is introception. Same thing, but it's just to say, our ability to perceive, seption like perception, intro internally perceiving and uh, and it's a skill that our mind and for the life of me at the moment I can't think of the the neurobiology of it but there's an actual part of the brain that governs that um, that specifically is is houses our ability to perceive our internal experience and it's something that over time can grow um, that is so vitally important to know what the hell we're feeling as men you know to be able to um, Understand if we're, you know, having, uh, I don't know, an ulcer, like there are certain things that like we blow right past and our body is constantly telling us um, that we just don't even listen to, that we just blow right through it. And it's so sad because our body actually, our nervous system takes in 12 million stimuli per second. I'm sure you've heard this before, Jetty, 12 million stimuli per second. And we only can consciously process about 40 bits per second. 12 million to 40. It's like, it's, it's, there's, I mean, there's not like you can't even, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like silly to even try to like be like, oh, well, that's kind of sort of. It's like, no, it's so far off. So, like, our body's wisdom is so rich and abundant in, in, I mean, it's just in information at all times. And so that's a lot of my work is helping people just tune and tap into that ever sustainable, abundant resource of information that you have at your.
0: In all hmm. moments, yeah, man, twelve million bits to forty. If that's not chaos, I don't know what is. And I, I, just training our ability to to respond to that and stand in it, because that's that's an inevitability. We're not going to change that about our nervous system. nobody, I think, can evolve their way into processing twelve million bits of information per second. At least not at least not in this lifetime. So, so what's the next? So, what's the next stage of this? It, based on where we're, we're talking about right now, recognizing that how you do one thing is how you do everything. How do we take that and leverage it into optimal state and peak performance?
1: I think the biggest thing is to really begin to form, and we've been talking around it a little bit, but just to really form right relationship with your body So like really start mm-hmm. to, instead of pushing and resisting against what you're experiencing, to um, begin to learn to accept and acknowledge and love even dare i say those bits and pieces of you that just absolutely don't want to work one day and really get to why one of my favorite scripts that my wife and i always use when we go down when we sit down at dates is we say what's in between us what's Like, what is that thing that is energetically in between us? Well, obviously our relationship, but, but exactly like what's happening in that right now, like what is happening in that dynamic between me as my sovereign human and you as your sovereign human, what's in between us. And, um, and, and sometimes it's just like our freaking awesome relationship and that's, and that's it. And sometimes it's like, yeah, you know what? It's like you said last Tuesday. You said, the, you, know, you said this thing and it like really bothered me and I've been holding on to it. So that's actually never the case for us because we're so quick to jump on things, but it could be, it could be something from two weeks ago, you know, it could be something from whatever. And I think we can have that exact same relationship with our bodies, mm. which is Really, really dope it's like we can have this conversation same exact conversation with our bodies what's in between us like what is the thing that I'm not listening to that you've been trying to tell me for years for weeks for days maybe it's like you're nagging like rolled ankle injury that you're like not really paying attention to you know and uh, so I would that's that's what I would say I would say that's like step mm-hmm. is to start to get into right relationship with your body. Uh, so like the simplest take home for people, cause it's like, okay, that's kind of like ephemeral. How do I do that? Is to start to talk to your unconscious mind more to, to actually say, so when's like the most available time that we have with our unconscious and it's, it's, it's in sleep. Right. So I, a lot of times will task my unconscious mind with like, Hey, I want to wake up at 6am. And like, and like, and I'll just like keep saying it. like, I'll just like, I'm, we're going to wake up at 6am, we're going to wake at 6 at, and I'll set an alarm for 6.05, just like in case, you know, it doesn't like, and just like starting to actually be like, okay, cool. Like we're actually starting to have a conversation here because you'll notice maybe you wake up at 6.03 and then the next day you wake up at 6.01 and then it's like, and it's actually really fascinating that our unconscious is this like animal that's alive and well in us. And it's very wild. And it's like, it's not about domesticating it. It's about learning to like be in the wild with it mm. and being part of this earth in the midst of it. And that is,
0: is to me, is truly living. Yeah, man. Yeah, man, 100%. And I, I just learned today that we have a good mutual friend, uh, Will Reason. He's actually been a guest on the podcast uh, quite a ways back. And you know, with his work, one of the things we spoke about was somatic experiencing and reliving and, and uncovering some of these traumas that we have and hold in the body. So uh, a lot of what I'm hearing you say might overlap into that world a bit about just recognizing and being with some of the things that have occurred in our bodies. Um, one of the things I've been really forthcoming about sharing on, on the podcast has been my experience with chronic back pain. I had an injury a little over a year ago while I was doing my martial art, and Every modern modality didn't seem to work. You know, I'm, Obviously, I'm a trained physical therapist, so I used my own tricks, massage, acupuncture, chiropractics. All of it helped a little bit, but it wasn't until I really started to experience what was happening in my body and, and create and slowing down enough, literally to the point of lying flat on the floor and working with a buddy of mine who does this work that walked me through navigating my body. It was like we were taking an internal tour inventory of my body. Um, it wasn't until that time, that I started to make a shift, that everything started to flip around. So maybe you could speak a little bit to that, because I'm sure that that, I know you and I I know Will, I'm sure that that comes up in in the work that you do. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, I mean,
1: it's it's this uh, ability of starting to hand the mic off to the body, instead of having the microphone to our faces and to our mouths and to our conscious mind. It's like I is trusting and like having a process. So I have a a system that I've been, that I've created over the last eight years that combines neuroscience and really simple movement. I have my 500 hours in yoga, you know, it's kind of like your doctorate in yoga, I guess, or whatever. So I use a lot of yogic movements in there, but it's like, it's really simple. It's really soft. It's really gentle. And the process is to take you from your beta uh brainwave state, which is it's just like the typical daily wakeful sleep state, or uh, a wake, uh, wakefulness state, I should say, and take it down into alpha, theta, probably alpha and theta, not so much delta. Delta's deep sleep. Alpha and theta are kind of a deep, more meditative state. And um, Albert Einstein said, "You cannot solve a problem you can't solve a problem from the same level of consciousness from which it was created." So, like. Wherever you created the problem at, you're not going to solve it from that same place. So if you're sitting at your laptop and your problem pops up, chances are, again, if maybe you can just come up with it quickly on the fly. But if you can't, and it's been a couple of days, a couple of weeks, a couple of months, a couple of years... Chances are, you're not going to come up with it sitting at your desk. You're going to have to come up with it while you're either, and everybody knows this experience when they're in the shower, when they're taking a walk on the beach, when they're like in the car driving, it's, it's when we're in something that's called an undirected attention state. And so Um, that's really powerfully when our, when our unconscious is, is available. to to tell us answers. And so I'd say it, that's, that's some of the work. Some of my favorite work is to walk people through a system. Some of my people call it my, my favorite, I guess, testimonials. Somebody said it's like, these are body-based breakthroughs. Like this is like, this is like getting creative ideas on demand. And it's, and it is, it's a system to allow you to get to a state where you're able to source those answers from inside of yourself and specifically to those specific parts that are at the moment, like just, just screaming out for you to listen. Again, it sounds so silly, but it's like there are parts of our body that are just like, "Why will you not just hear what I have to say?" It's just like every every feeling, every emotion, every memory. Um, even think about like a little kid; they just want to be acknowledged. They don't know mm-hmm. to be like you. They don't need you to be horribly guilty and sorry and sad and all the things and like mourning the fact that you weren't listening. It's just like, hey. I see you, you know, I hear you. Like I, I get you. I see you're there. And that's sometimes that's all a little kid needs is they just need mom and dad to be like, here, I hear you. I see you. What's up, man? And that's all our muscles, our body, you know, our fascia. That's all it's looking for. It's just looking for acknowledgement.
0: <laughs> so simple, right? If we could just acknowledge from the cellular level all the way up to the universal level, then everything would be a bit different. Huh? Yes.
1: Well, and with, <laughs> with that is that um, in doing that, then we, we, we get these really simple answers that are so profound. And I think, you, I mean, I'm sure all your listeners have heard this, so sometimes the, the most simple teachings are the most profound ones. And that, mm. and that is what is so powerful about the work that I, I call it creative warrior movement. And, and it's just, again, it's these really simple teachings that our bodies give us that all of a sudden click everything that we've known up here in our heads, but haven't fully taken to task or haven't fully taken into action because it hasn't sunk into our neurology as in like, fuck yes. All right. It's game time. Sometimes literally those are the messages that come through for my clients. They're like, it's go time or like, or like just rest a little. And it's like, they're such simple. It's like a five-year-old could have said it to them. But the thing is, is where it is the, where it came from, which is from them, yeah. from their body. And so it's like the deepest, most profound coaching you could ever get <laughs> because yeah. again, all I'm doing is I'm delegating my work to your body and, and taking it, taking it through a process to where your body has all of the answers. Again, like we said, 12 million stimuli, it's insane. So yeah man, it's
0: cool cool shit. I don't even know if that answered your question. I don't even remember. Well, let, let's let's let me talk about that voice for a sec cuz we're that's what we're doing man. We're riffing here. This is great stuff. So, that voice, that intuitive voice that starts to chime in when we create the space for it we tap into the alpha the theta like you said i know in my experience and i think a lot of folks out there when you first start to tap into that you're where at least i was i was expecting a voice similar to the voice that comes out of my mouth to speak all to right. me and it's a different it's a different voice so can you speak a little bit to that spe- imagine that it's somebody who's never listened to their intuition before never listened to that creative intuitive yeah. voice what is it how does it emerge
1: that's a great question so we all have
0: latent uh,
1: abilities to and and you can get as woo as you want. There's like actual names for it, like clairvoyant, claircognitive, and Clair, all. But there's there's different ways that our body actually talks to us. And for some people, they see vivid images. Like for some people, it's like these like blasts of just like oh my gosh, like the other day I had a client that was like, I saw a heart covered in sand, which like, you know, I don't know what that means. And she didn't know what that meant either, but it's something that she can continue to unravel. It's like, what does it mean? Like, is, is there like a sandpaper heart? Or like is, like, is there somebody that's like breaking your heart? Or like, you know, there's something around that. Sometimes it's images. Um, sometimes it's like an instant knowing. Sometimes you can hear an entire paragraph in, in an instant. And and it's, again, it's beyond like the speed of speech. Um, In fact, uh, Paul McCartney wrote the song Yesterday, yesterday, from the Beatles, like he wrote the song Yesterday, coming up from sleep. Mm. So, so powerful. So, and and again, he had the entire melody just like in his head, like he just knew it. And he had to quickly get to a pen and paper and start writing it down and with a piano. Um, and so that can happen for all of us. And, and so sometimes it's images, sometimes it's like just unknowing, sometimes it's a feeling. And again, if you're not as versed in your body and introspection, feelings can sometimes be a little bit harder to like diagnose. But again, it's, it's like you're saying though, Jetty, is it's not always like God from on high is like going to speak to you through these, you know, like really human sounding voices, sometimes it's just, it's just listening enough and just being aware and stepping back away from like having to have it come to you. It it sounds so counterintuitive, but just stepping back and just witnessing, we call it witness consciousness, which is just to, to witness what's, what's there, what's available, what's happening. And some people will see colors, um, but I think the biggest thing is just not judging whatever you see, but just being like, okay, cool. That's what my body wants me to know right now. And you'll, yeah. find that the more and more that you do it, you gain a fluency with it. So you'll start to actually gain a language with your body. So for me, um, mine is words. I actually just get like just downloads of words that come to me. I do see pictures too. Um, but I get these just like, boom, that's those words. They're like, I just, I need that. Most of my writing, if you ever follow me, just find me on Facebook. I write almost everything from a meditation, like to some degree, like there's some component of it. That's a meditation that just drops in. Um, and it, for me it is words, but again, for some people it's not for some people it's just visuals.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and the way it arises for me sometimes is—is is it's an actual thought, and it's a thought that seems to come from nowhere. Like, yeah. how could I have ever have come up with that? I, how could I have ever gotten myself to that thought? Uh, to me, I—I I, I understand that to be my intuition because when I clear the space, the cream can rise to the top. And so, however it emerges, like you said, I think it's also just a part of giving permission. To those voices, those insights to come to the surface and let them be what they are without judging them and then see what unfolds. Cause it's not always instant clarity either. Sometimes it takes days, weeks. I've had dreams that I returned to years later and said, Holy crap, that's what that was telling me. And now, you know, for whatever purpose it serves, it's informing me now, but that my unconscious, if nothing else, it's letting me know my unconscious is working with me even if I'm not asking it to all the time.
1: It's so good, man. And I think the biggest thing is that the unconscious is absolutely, like you just said, it's going to unfold in its own pace. And I think the greatest thing that we can do, talking about that masculine like structure, structure versus energy, uh, alpha, omega, the greatest thing that we can do is give uh, our unconscious a safe space. Uh, a safe container, a safe structure, um, for it to feel safe to unravel, to unwind, to start to open up, and that's why so many people hire folks like Will, folks like me, um, folks like you, Jetty, guys and 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 gals, where they can have a safe human who's there with them to explore these component pieces of themselves that they've never looked at ever in their entire lives and that have never really felt safe to open up into it's so hard because our minds like move so quickly and they just are like okay what's the next thing and it's again it's in linear time so it's like this idea of like okay I got to do something in the next hour so we better figure this out really quick it's so cute because I have one of uh, it's not I should use the word cute but it's really sweet the sentiment one of my clients is, is uh he's a, he's in real estate and he's just like and he moves very fast and he's he's on track to do 1 point4 Four million this year, which is pretty small and in, in some ways for for real estate, but also really big in a lot of ways. And he, um, and he's just a guy that just like really. M- wants it now and, and he's just like why can't this just be simple like where's like the checklist where's like I just want somebody to push the button where's like the turnkey? like just like all I need is just all the answers like and I'm like yeah man it's that's what's interesting is that this stuff doesn't work that way like this is the mind can work like that way I mean there it's all all of our brains are wired up in similar ways and like there's certain neural pathways that go along the same way we share a common language whereas our bodies don't always share a common language sometimes our bodies form and shift and say things in different ways so there's not always like a thesaurus that you can just go to to like find the answer um sometimes it takes some exploration and some real self-discovery and some mm. time uh to do this work but
0: again it's in the end it's so so rewarding yeah right on man Right on, man. Well, I fully endorse that work. And it's been an amazing conversation with you. Like like we said before we got on, we said, hey, we don't know exactly where this is going to go. And what a cool way for it to unfold. You know, speaking about these different elements of getting into optimal performance and just, I think, optimal relationship with our body, with every, with every layer of our beingness. And so... Um, you know, one of the things we did is we skipped over one of the questions that I've started to ask my guests. I really want to ask you because I want to get your insight on it before we wrap up. So you can be brief with this if you want to, or or if it awakens something, let's go for it. But what is the biggest belief that you've had to overcome about what it means to be a man?
1: Oh, That's a hefty question. I love that. And I kind of like it being on the spot like this too. I would say what we just spoke about, which is uh, I thought that I had to be decisive. Mm. Uh, And I thought that I had to be decisive all the time. And that there, um, what I've come to find is that there are times and places to be decisive and to be conscientious of the moments when that is absolutely needed. Like when I want to, when I need to protect my woman, when I need to like take care of my family, when I need to like, there are certain moments that I absolutely need to be decisive. And I think that there are also many opportunities and moments when um, I just need to listen. Mm-hmm. I need to listen to myself. I need to listen to other people. I need to like actually get um, some perspective on some things before I have an answer. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that would be probably the biggest one is being decisive versus being
0: mindfully decisive. Yeah, man, the lost art of listening, especially in a world where we value projection and expression so much, we we've lost the art of listening and um, even listening within, not not just without, but within for sure. You know, I have I've asked only a few guys this question so far and for me, it goes back to what we were saying before. It's that idea that I I need to know everything. It's about knowing everything so that I can do it all by myself and I can be more self-reliant and resourceful and people will love me and want to be around me and women will want to be with me because I'm the guy who has an answer for everything. That's one of the biggest beliefs I've had to overcome. And it's amazing how much it's played out in every area of my life, you know, in the ways that I arrange myself, the the way I'll hide out when I don't know an answer because I think, "Uh uh-oh, I'm exposed. I don't know. All of a sudden, I'm going to get kicked out of the tribe. So these, uh, yeah, these beliefs are huge, man. So thank thank you for sharing that one and being vulnerable about that. Cause I'm, I know that there's other men out there who feel the same way.
1: Well, and Jetty, thank you for having this platform where it's inherent in the platform and the way that you interview where you may not always have all the answers that <laughs> so like you're inherently open up to like vulnerable, like, I don't know what's coming. So I'm just going to have to <laughs> handle it as it comes. So, freaking kudos to you
0: to build an entire platform around uh what used to be an insecurity and sounds like it's now a gift yeah yeah thank you for that reflection man i I, there's definitely a method to the madness i I get it i get just as much or more out of this as everybody else who listens and and the the guests who participate so it's uh it's really cool that you shine the light on that (laughs) cool man a couple more questions and i'll cut you loose so what is one thing you've learned in your life that you wish you knew back when you were 18
1: I don't know why this is coming up, but just stop being so anxious about money. Mm. Um, you're going to be taken care of, and and it's, mm. it's something that I don't know if I can like convince anybody on this podcast about. But like, just <laughs> stop worrying about money. You're going to be okay.
0: Yeah, even even just the possibility that we don't have to be anxious about money. I I could I needed to hear that yesterday, man. Where were you yesterday? <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. It's all gonna it's all good.
0: It's all gonna work. Right, right on man. Cool. And last question. What do you think is the most important value to have as a man?
1: To be decisive. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean I think that's a great one. But I think I would say connection to yourself and connection to others and connection to your purpose and your craft. So mm-hmm. I would say it's a three-prong thing, but it's it's relationships. It's like getting really fucking good at relationships. Um, and, and again, it's, it's not good enough. Like I, I want to hold you to a higher standard of like, it's, it's not good enough to just be connected to yourself and it's not, just, mm. it's not just good enough to be connected to your purpose and your craft. And it's not just good enough to just be connected to your woman or your, or your man. Like it's mm. important that you're connected to all three and that you cultivate all three of them. And it doesn't mean simultaneously because like balance, blah, 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 it's all bullshit. But but at the same time, that that's like something that you're actively
0: always striving for, that there's those three components. Mm-hmm. Right on, brother. Awesome, man. Well, then last but not least, how can everybody follow you, find you, tell us about the body blueprint, everything that the people out there will want to know?
1: Yeah, thanks, man. So I would just say go to Facebook, Matthew Cook is uh, where you can find me. I write a lot on there and I will probably very soon be having a website for your body blueprint. But at the moment, I'd say go to the SupremePerformanceAcademy.com, the SupremePerformanceAcademy.com. It's with the, like the is in there. That's an option. And then the other place they can go is CreativeWarriorMovement.com is another place they can find me. But I'd say find me on Facebook and uh, start,
0: a, start a conversation. I'm all about relationships, as we just said. So I'd love to love to get to meet you. Awesome, man. Well, it's been an honor to connect with you. I'm glad that the Wi-Fi gods blessed us on this conversation. Who knows what was happening in la- the last one, <laughs> but we'll make it happen again soon, man. I-, I really admire and acknowledge the journey that you're on in the medicine you're bringing forth, man. A lot of men and women could benefit from being in greater relationship with every layer of ourselves. So thank you for being a stand for that and doing that work in the world, man. Thank you,
1: Jenny. You
0: too, bro. I love this episode and this conversation. Matt is just such a great, such a genuine all around dude. Really, really, really good heart. And I love the problem that he is tackling. I love how he is taking something that I've really valued in my life, movement, and using it as a medium to inspire creativity in people. I've had many of my own personal breakthroughs after putting things down and stepping into my capoeira practice and moving my body and getting out of my head and into my body again and then all of a sudden creative ideas just tend to burst open so for those of you guys out there who have a practice of moving your body see if you can bring the creative world the creative element into your movement practice and into your movement flow to inspire new creative ideas and if you don't have a movement practice try something new try something completely different in that you'll have to let go of all the other thoughts you have just to stay focused on this new practice because i guarantee you that that's going to open up some creative channels for you that you haven't been able to tap into up till now so make sure you guys check out what matt is doing over with creative warrior movement with the your body blueprint he's an awesome dude he's really making ripples and waves and make sure you guys sign up for the next Elements Initiation Weekend by going over to rise.jettyazuma.com elements. If you're not signing up for this course, you're missing out. You're missing out on an opportunity to really lean into your edge, to step past the comfortable stage that you're in, to get off the couch, to put down the Netflix, and to lean into something that's really edgy, really uncomfortable, because everything in your life becomes easier when you do this. So... Make sure you head over. Sign up for the next one we have coming up here in January 2019. Join the Rising Man Facebook community, facebook.com slash group slash The Rising Man. This is where we're continuing the conversation from every single episode, supporting each other as men from all across the world, from multiple countries, multiple continents and starting to have more and more events and opportunities for us to connect as a rising man family so head over there right now sign up if you're not already a member and invite other men from your life to be a member and a part of the rising man community Please head over to the risingmanpodcast.com for the links and resources relative to this episode and every episode. We put all of the show notes, all of the details, all the links and resources that will that we speak about on every episode. My man Julian is the one who is updating this every single week. So you guys have everything, all the juice from every episode up there for you. The risingmanpodcast.com is where it's at. And we ask that you guys please leave reviews, comments, subscriptions, follows, whether you're listening to us on a podcast app, on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Google Play, whatever it is, please leave comments. Please follow us because we love hearing from you and we really love when we can rise up in the charts and start reaching more and more men because that's what the mission of this is. Whether you listen on the app, whether you go to the com, please give us a follow. Please leave comments. It really helps us improve and amplify what we're already doing. While you're at it, bust out your phone, pop up the Instagram app, and type in at Rising Man Podcast. Give us a follow if you don't already follow us. And if you do follow us, share up some of the posts from your favorite episodes with your buddies, tag them up, share it up, whatever you do, because we got to get the word spread. And my man Rowan has been crushing it on the Instagram social media scene. So head over to Instagram at rising man podcast. Give us some love over there. Big shouts to Sean the Don Offenbach over at infinite melodics at infinite M E L O D I X. That's his Instagram handle. He is my audio engineer, my left hand, right hand man who is making these episodes happen. It's been a beautiful relationship with you, Sean up to this point, man, we're, We're almost 50 interviews deep, almost 20 Monday morning meditations deep. You're doing an incredible job, man. I really appreciate you. So anybody out there who has any audio engineering, podcast editing needs, Sean Offenbach is your man. And the rest of my Rise Man Power Team, I already talked about Rowan, Julian, My man, Mark Rose, doing so much behind the scenes to make things happen, helping us get set up with Patreon, which I'm going to start announcing in the next couple of episodes. Really appreciate what you're doing too, brother. Every single one of you guys, I couldn't do it without you. Until next time, rise up and claim your destiny.